Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. Welcome to Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold. I'm awfully glad to be uh, joined in studio today by Dr. Marcus Bachman. He's the president of Counseling Care. He's been a clinical therapist in the Twin Cities for more than 20 years. And his website is counselingcare.us. We're going to talk about siblings and sibling difficulties and sibling uh, issues. That's going to be fun today. So let us know what they are. You can call or you can text 877-933-2484. Uh, because siblings are lifelong relationships. They never seem to go away. And I don't think therapists are necessarily trained, uh, unless you're Marcus Bachman, to uh, inquire about them if you are in treatment. Um, If you have gotten therapy, have you been asked about your siblings and how important they are? You're going to learn a lot this hour. But make sure to let us know what your questions are. Send them by text or call us and speak to us personally. 877-933-2484. Again, 877-93-FAITH. We'll take 60 seconds and bring Marcus on. The Our Daily Bread Stand Strong Daily Devotional for Men helps readers reflect on God's Word and apply it to their lives. Each day's devotion, featuring personal stories and relevant scriptures, takes only a few minutes to read, but will leave the reader inspired and encouraged to grow in their faith and embrace God's strength in every area of life. We are giving away five copies this week. Enter to win today at MyFaithRadio.com. That's MyFaithRadio.com. It's not just information. It's transformation. You don't need to be afraid of God. I mean, really. He loves you more than any man will ever love you, more than any woman will ever love you. He will never love you any more or less than he does his second. God's love is not based on what you do. It's based on who he is. God is love. Faith Radio. got Dr. Marcus Bachman in studio. Always look forward when he visits. He's the president of Counseling Care. That website is counselingcare.us. It's a great place to go if you need some counseling. And uh, we're going to talk today about siblings and how difficult they can be and the many issues associated with siblings. They are a lifelong relationship, so they're going to always have uh, issues. Uh, Marcus, welcome back to the show. Always good to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. Now, and siblings, these relationships are forever. <laughs> You're doing your math very well there. I, I am. Very I carry good. the one. Let's see. Yeah, it lasts longer than any other relationship an individual will have. Very good. Hey, you know, I would like to talk about who is mom's favorite. Okay. And how is that decided? Exactly. And uh, that all has, eventually it has to do with sibling rivalry. I mean, it can if you become or think there's a favorite in the family. How do you become that favorite? The statistics are very interesting. You would think the oldest, 
is the favorite just by strong statistics on that. Yeah. First one into the family. Nope. Must have been the center of attention. Bill, I think you're lucky on this one. Uh, baby. It's the baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, the baby. That's good news. Keep, yeah. ta- keep talking, Marcus. Well, you're making me well, happy. Well, let's go on with the other ones that are typically considered, why would mom choose? You know, and first of all, let's face it, you know, good mothers always say, I love them all. Right. They're all the same. I asked my mother that yearly. I am your favorite, <laughs> right? And she always gave the standard answer. And then about five years ago, she said... And I asked her that question. She said, you are. (gasps) It wasn't funny anymore. It was like, oh, really? maybe this this is a part of the dementia. Maybe it is. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it was really awkward because you're supposed to always say. But you see, they've done the studies. And behind closed doors, when moms can talk and nothing is shared with their, their children, Uh, It's very interesting what came out in the studies. You would think the oldest, it wasn't the youngest. You'd think the amount of money that person made, the education level they had, no. Uh, Actually, one of the interesting uh, ways that it changed who was the favorite is dependent on who they married. Ah, the plot thickens. Yes, it does. And if that person that they marry is um, going to build a family or take away from the family, if they're going to join in or they're going to confront or make trouble. That's huge. That favorite can change depending on who they marry. And actually, it makes some sense. Now, I'm sure we should think biblically, which we are, um, when we when we say there isn't any favorites, but there are naturally some that join in with mom or dad more naturally. And the key reason, the key reason is if that child has the same value system that the mom and dad have. Interesting. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Marcus, when you were talking about siblings and sibling relationship, is clarifying this relationship or resolving it important to one's well-being? Absolutely. If you can be at peace, then be at peace with every brother or sister. Mm-hmm. But within the family, because of the in, in, no one knows you better in many ways. No one will have the backdrop. And let's face it, you know, we see the accident every time three people see it. They see it entirely three different ways. Christmas was celebrated entirely different depending on the sibling. Every child has their own narrative. But that still has an incredible amount of history, and there's an intimacy involved in that, and there is a closeness until there's discord and rivalry. Mm-hmm. And that is as common as from from um, Cain and Abel and uh, up until um, Who Loves Raymond, We all know that (laughs) there is incredible amount of rivalry that can break that. Can it be changed? Can it be fixed? Uh, uh, Not always. Yeah. But we should strive. Yeah, well, riddle me this, Batman. I'm looking at uh, a caller just said, I'm one of 13 in our family. And now that I'm older, I've come to a conclusion that our parents never really taught us how to be close with one another. Mm. So, um, and how to treat and not treat each other. Now that I have kids of my own... 
uh, how do I go about working through sibling rivalry and cultivating a healthy relationship between my kids so they don't grow up the way I did? You know, the obvious is, Bill, that that caller or that person that shared that uh, question uh, has awareness, and that is so huge for them to make a change in their life. He or she is absolutely uh, right about if parents, this is a parent's responsibility mm-hmm. to train their children how to get along, how to work through conflict, how to get through jealousy, insecurity. Absolutely, parents have a responsibility. Can they control all of it? Nope. But they can have a hand, hand on it so that it does change the dynamics so that a child of 13 or 3 still comes away thinking and believing the truth. I'm loved by God. I'm loved by my mom and dad. And I have a whole life in front of me. There is, there's a world of difference of how that attitude is if a kid grows up with a real sense of security. And sibling rivalry, let's face it, if you're pounded on physically, emotionally, uh, uh, with words or, 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 or physical, that can pound a kid down to where he feels defeated and it makes a mark on him. There's, there's great wounds that can come from a sense of sibling rivalry never being taken care of. Mm, that's, that's interesting. No, so are therapists, uh, do they normally ask about sibling relationships if they come into the office? The first session. The first session, okay. Uh, first now you consider session that. or two. That's, okay, it's, you it's, consider it's, it critical, though, don't you? It's basic. It's basic. You find out, you do the family tree, you find okay. out who's married, uh, if there is divorce, you find out uh, the, the, the you know, birth order, because mm-hmm. that's always interesting. Uh, and isn't it nice to know, Bill, that you and I are babies and, you know, we are favorites. So that really kind of helps us out. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you kind of you, you, you find the territory, you find out where the relationship is now today. If they um, um, you, you dig a little bit later, because that first session, you're just going all over the all over the place with just basics. But that that is a question we definitely ask. Yeah. And they are um, they can be very messy relationships, can't they? They can be messy relationships. Uh, during the time and and they can last throughout and never be resolved but i i i have good news i i do believe that people uh need to give a second and a third chance and i'm not here to be uh, legalistic about you know it's on your shoulders you should feel guilty if you haven't given it the fourth or fifth chance the truth is people typically know if they've asked god reveal to me do I knock on this heart's, this person's, my sibling's heart's door again? Mm-hmm. Or is it time to release? And uh, I'm not here to say that timetable, but I am here to say it is worth the pursuit to see. And and, and there's a lot of basic, I, I think we all know the, 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 the request of forgiveness, let me understand you perspective, just tell me your story. And uh, I, I would, I want to resolve. I want to be at peace with you. That invitation, that that um, I am sorry, asking for forgiveness, and that pursuit of being at peace with a sibling, I I think that's a huge arena of resolve. But that doesn't always do it. But if you sincerely have tried that, and you've tried it to the point where you believe that's 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 enough. 
then I think you can walk away with a different kind of a piece. Mm -hmm. I think I said this yesterday, and maybe I'll repeat it, which is the degree to which you don't forgive is going to be the degree to which you suffer. Oh, I mean, if you're not forgiving a brother or a sister, you know, you're walking around in that same amount of pain. Yeah, and you know, it's 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 again this understanding of how much pain that causes you. There's always already been, uh, you know, the, the the pain that was there from the in this case sibling rivalry, mm-hmm. and 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 why continue that pain? That's why that's why you can walk away with peace when you walk in forgiveness, ask for forgiveness, understand your brother or sister. What 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 was it that you experienced? Tell mm-hmm. me. And and you know, even if you think that brother or sister is talking from another planet perspective, okay. So you thought, you felt, I'm, I I don't have to agree that that's how I saw it, but I am here to say that you experienced it that way. I am sorry for that. Huge release for the person to be able to get it on the table and move on. Yeah. Typically, typically, that that comes to a resolve for many people. All right. Dr. Marcus Bachman is in the studio. Let us know what your questions are. We're talking about siblings, sibling issues. Do you have a brother or a sister that you're just at odds with and you have a question? Let us, uh, let us process it with you. Uh, we will do it after the break. Again, the number 877-933-2484. You can call and get on the show or you can text and I'll ask the question on your behalf. 877-933-2484. Be back in 90 seconds. Dr. Marcus Bachman is in my studio. He is uh, a therapist and a counselor here in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis slash St. Paul. His website is counselingcare.us. You can go learn more about uh, him and his uh, wonderful practice there. We're talking about sibling issues and problems that arise and things that go resolved or unresolved. And if you've got a concern or issue, let us talk you through it. I think we can help. Um, We've got some callers already on the line. Let's see. Um... I guess not. I guess we've got, well, they're still in the in the waiting phase. So <laughs> um, here's a question that just came in. Uh, what can you do about a borderline personality person in the family that is causing a fracture in the family? The person is an in-law married to my son. Oh, such an easy question. Is it an easy one? Nice. <laughs> you, you know, therapists can only handle so many borderlines because they take up incredible amount of space, energy, uh, they they're they're manipulative, uh, they're drama people, and just as the session is ending, um, they bring up another huge, you know, like I'm going to kill myself kind of issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I, I I make no light out of borderlines because they are incredibly intense and draining and 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 tough. So. What do you do? What do you do? Well, I think you have to keep in mind you have to protect yourself. When it comes to, if we're going to move it into the question almost of what if there's a sibling, oh, um, you have to be really guarded. The parent needs to be really guarding that child and that drama person who's soaking up so much. Um, they have to protect their children from each other. 
In the case of a, a mother-in-law, you 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 know overused term, but it's absolutely true. You 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 implement boundaries, and you don't explain yourself to the borderline. You just say this is the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. If you're going to explain yourself, do it briefly. Okay. Because once you start explaining too much, then the debate starts, and there's there's no winning with a borderline. It is absolutely. I am here to try to find any flaw, any loophole in your story, and here we go. Let's go. Mm. And I think that's dangerous. I think there is a I, – I, I, I better be careful here. I think there is a spiritual attack approach with all of that. I was going to say the word demonic. But there's, there, but, but there's definitely – it is definitely a, a diagnosis that um, as therapists we're well aware – of who that person is as we uncover the layers. Most people, lay people, don't catch it. They are trusting. They believe the person. They end up having a great deal of conflict. So Mm -hmm. uh, boundaries are incredibly important and not trying to explain oneself when they say no. Boundaries are important. Uh, All right. Here's a a caller uh, from Duluth, I think, had a boundary violated. Uh, His name is Jacob. Jacob, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, you've got a question for Dr. Bachman. Yes, so I haven't been hearing the whole the whole time that you've been speaking, but I know it's about siblings, and this is a pretty difficult question, but I have a friend, her name is Katie. Um, you're saying it's important for the order of siblings, so she's the third out of four, and what happened is she was sexually abused by her oldest sibling, her brother, and right now she is going... Through some healing, she it was about 13, 14 years ago, and just about a month ago, she she finally told her parents. But the question that I had is, what advice would you have for me to give her in regards to her brother? She doesn't want to talk to him at all, but I was wondering your advice. Well, it's understandable that she doesn't want to talk to him. I mean, that's 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 entirely up to her, and should never be. Um... Uh, pushed on. I'm I'm really sorry to hear the story. It's it's a story that we hear too often, uh, unfortunately, and it it scars people. Um, the truth of the matter is, people can heal, and um, those that are willing to be brave enough to share their story, and and she's doing that, um, uh, get on the other side of of the dark um, story, and 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 that's the grace and goodness of God. Um, to be able to um, speak to a counselor, speak to a good friend, pastor, and be able to um, carefully walk through um, that chapter. Um, It doesn't define a person. It doesn't have to, um, unless it's hidden in darkness. You know, there's nothing complicated in, in this um, world that, that Satan has, and that is he wants people to be quiet he wants people not to share and not to talk, walk through that which has been wounded. And there's no greater healer than Jesus. And he is in the healing business of people who have been sexually abused. So as a friend, I think you just walk alongside and you encourage them to continue to talk to the safe people, usually very, very few. Um, but you, 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 just, you just need to be patient in the process of them probably having difficult days and then having good days and then having tough days and be patient in the process. Yes, and she has 
she has depression and anxiety. And I know completely where you're coming from when, like about being alone and being in the dark, what the devil wants you to do. And she's completely been there many times. But yes, she has started going to counseling. I've encouraged her to do that, but just to just to keep looking for the light. That's Amen. That's what you're basically saying. Okay. Amen. Thanks, Good. Jacob. Great call. Good friend okay. to get Jacob. Yeah. Another caller on the line, LaRae, is calling in from St. Paul. Hey, LaRae, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you guys? I'm well. Thank you for calling. Good. I was just saying, um, I was listening to you guys on my way home from work and about sibling rivalry. And um, me and my brother, we were going through a hard patch. And, uh, well, I tried to help him as much as I can, you know, beating myself up. And, well, I've kind of got through that stage where I can't help him anymore. So I found peace with having him not in my life anymore because that's the best thing to do for me and my family, I think. Hmm. Uh, That makes sense for what what you're how you're responding. And, you know, I think I think there is that's a definite um, message that people need to hear. Um, There's no doubt. There, there are situations, there are people who will never uh, make a change, and we can't force that. I think that's the beauty of, of God's way in our lives. We, we, we need to remember we respond to the grace. We respond to choosing um, uh, how we're going to conduct our lives. And in this case, um, you've walked alongside, you beat yourself up for trying and trying and trying and trying, and it doesn't work. And I think there does become a point, which is an important part of this whole discussion of releasing and letting go and then being at peace. You still walk away with sadness, which is, of course, the most normal reaction, a grieving, um, because it is sad. It's, it's grievous to God. And so, of course, it would be grievous to us. And to allow us to, to grieve is, is very important, but equally important is allowing ourselves to let go, and therefore we can be at peace. So excellent, Lorraine, to share that. Thank you. Thanks, Lorraine. Really a great call. Um, Dr. Marcus Bachman is in studio, and we are chatting about issues with siblings, and we would love to uh, get more of your input. 877-933-2484. I don't know if we've got time to cover this before the break. We've only got one minute left, uh, but we've got some Really interesting questions uh, that are coming in. Really thoughtful stuff. I mean, this is on the hearts of a lot of people, Marcus. Are you going to give me hints so I can no, think about that? No, no hints. <laughs> why would I do that? I don't know why I would give you an advantage. Okay, friend. Okay, friend. <laughs> <laughs> See, we do like each other because that's we what do. friends do. We just that's hang right. each other out to dry. That's right. All right, 877-933-2484 is the number, and you can call and speak to us on the line, or you can text us, and I will ask the question on your behalf. Again, 877-93-FAITH. You're listening to uh, Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold. I'll take a short break and be back in 90 seconds.
Welcome back to the show. I have Dr. Marcus Bachman in studio. Very glad to be uh, having him here. He is the president of Counseling Care. His website is counselingcare.us. Marcus, here's a question that just popped in. Uh, What role does culture play in sibling rivalry? Culture. I didn't even know. I'm not sure I know what that, how to answer that. So I'm going to let you. Bill, you, you've got to ask the question so I understand it, okay? Well, yeah, it's a little tricky of a question. What, what role does role culture does, play? I don't, I don't well, know. Well, I'm sure that in certain cultures, um, you know, there there's a, um, uh, you know, there are cultures that have a strong emphasis on loyalty um, between siblings, and um, it makes no difference um, in, in certain cultures um, how how uh, damaging I think and uh, it's it's a matter of of you do your part you do your, your your loyalty you do your responsibility and you you stay you know together so um, I'm sure cultures depending on the culture there is huge uh, changes um, but I think it really comes down to the family system of the culture um, so if you have a close-knit family mm-hmm. and you have parents that are going to do their job for um, uh, dealing with sibling rivalry how do we respect how do we love how do we honor uh, how do we take care of conflict if parents aren't are doing that job it doesn't matter what culture they're in the closeness of a family and the healthiness of a family is the one that's going to win out for than having healthier sibling relationships not guaranteed but that's more key than i think culture Mm -hmm. so if i've dismantled the questioner or just completely misunderstood it i apologize but i think that's that's what we had to work with yeah yeah Yeah. i get it here's a question i'm uh oldest of five and i am a recovering alcoholic with adult siblings trying to figure out the best way to apologize to them should i do a group apology should i apologize one at a time. What do I? What do I say? Uh, no group apology. I wouldn't do that way. It it could be dangerous. It could be misunderstood. Uh, and the people who are in, in the group, they they don't they don't have a relationship with you typically as a group. Um, they have a relationship or should have a relationship with you. That's one on one. It deserves um, a discussion like that. Deserves uh, not an email and not a text. Um, sometimes a letter can be nice, but it needs to be followed up with one-on-one. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's again, um, I, I'm a strong believer in listening to the other person first. And, you know, what's your perspective? Um, share with me your concerns about our relationship, and um, then I've got some things I need to share with you. Um, but listening first, forgiveness in the process, and a pursuit of peace is essential on the one-on-one uh, time with that sibling. Mm-hmm. Good answer. And I always say when you meet with that person, say, I'm, I'm here to make it right, so what can I do to make it right? That's excellent. Isn't, yeah. that, isn't that right to the point? Let and, them know and, you're surrendering to them. Yes. And, you know, it, it, for the person who really doesn't want to make it right, mm-hmm. um, that question actually can confront their own belief system. True. You know, really, all I want to do is grind on you. <laughs> all I want to do is complain, and all I want to do is vomit on you. Uh, that's all I had in mind. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Yeah. You you actually are asking me if there's anything uh, that can be done? That's a really nice statement to say, now I have some responsibility Yeah. versus doing the vomiting. Right, right. 
here's a family system that's got um, some angst towards a, sounds like a step-parent, I don't know if male or female. The question is, how would you best cope with adult stepchildren who have honestly told you they don't care if they ever talk to you again, and you truly don't know why? They've admitted to being passive-aggressive and did that hurtfully. Well, you know, let's face it, as parents, we all have had our children say things that are kind of outlandish and kind of, you know, intense. Uh, I wouldn't, if we surveyed a lot of step-parents, listen, I'm not trying to minimize this question, but I'm trying to take it from another angle and say, uh, that's not surprising that they're going to say, I don't want to talk to you again. Uh, You know, you're you're the stepmom or or the stepdad, and um, you're not taking the role of my mom. I think we can all understand that. Now, if they continuously have said that for years and years and years, well, that's a whole different story. Um, and have they been passive aggressive? Well, welcome to Minnesota. So I don't, I don't know that that's that unusual uh, in a family situation. Uh, but let me take it from from another side that doesn't say it, say it so um, um, so lightly. And that is, there is a place where where if that's really the conclusion, and that's what um, the sibling, the, the the child is is saying, uh, the adult son or, or daughter. Then maybe there is a time to really take a break. I believe it's a break. I don't think we should ever, ever close that door and lock it. I believe in being able to open that door up. Maybe we'll be five years down the road, and maybe the Holy Spirit will just say when we're at a bookstore, at a card shop. Let me send this card just thinking about you today. Hope you're having a good day. Something as simple as that may open up the door again. I just think there's a Holy Spirit conviction of of trying to open that up. That's so wise, Marcus. Really, really wise. Um, is Is there a generational thing with siblings? I mean, I watched my mom who grew up in a family of 10. She loved her family. Oh, my. And they laughed and enjoyed each other. And guess what? My family does the same. (laughs) I mean, is it pretty important to, is it a generational thing? No, wait, you mean is a generational thing for families to laugh and laugh in the next Mm, generation? Well, no, but if, if the, if the previous generation liked each other and got along Mm. and then is it, is it pretty typical that then the next generation may do the same thing and it might go on from there? Sure. Except remember that that generation, uh, mom marries uh, a man who may not come from that rich <laughs> heritage. As a matter of fact, remember, opposites attract. Yeah. And so you could have, oh, well, let me tell you about dad's side. You know, we, we haven't talked to each other for 30 years. So I think it all depends on, uh, listen, it's, 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 the, it's, that, it's that incredible study that's done with twins. And you find that one, same parents, same environment, you know, same uh, 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 Christian backdrop. They one turns out just so perfectly normal, and the other identical twin, no. So, I think it depends always on. Uh, listen, mentoring, modeling, encouraging these principles. Yes, 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 and that usually wins them over for the next generation. But it's also true that everyone has a choice and I'm going to choose to have a close family or I'm going to choose to have an idol that's not family, money, hobby, 
whatever it is. And that changes the dynamics of whether you have a close family, a family that laughs or not. Mm -hmm. What happens when there is a a natural standout in the family? You know, the guy who uh, invented the iPhone and he goes back to his little family reunion and how can there not be some rivalry as some, a guy that is such a, you know, or a woman who has such a distinctive, um, career or standout that the other siblings are going, oh, you know. <laughs> you mean there's someone who becomes president of the United States? or Exactly. You know, or... <laughs> exactly. You know, how do you not... How, how, you how not do you the, live up to that how one? How are you not the focus of attention? <laughs> well, well, in a healthy family, and as a believers, we, we should be happy for each other in each other's successes. Mm-hmm. So let's face it, this has to do with maturity, has to do with Christian values. Hey, listen, I, I, I know plenty of Christian families that don't do this well, and I know some secular families that do this incredibly well. Okay. But truly, if we are, are living our Christian faith and, and, and biblical principles, then, then we are, you know, I, I, I take a look at my five kids, and one's a missionary, and One's a medical doctor, and you know they're they're all over the place, and I I suppose I, I I then I'll have to go behind closed door. Do you really favor one over the other? The truth of the matter is, um, there there's no sense here in in my book of uh, one's better than the other. There just isn't. Mm-hmm. I I am extremely thankful that in 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 our case. Um, and I should stop talking about me. I just realized that now. That's but, okay. But, but the point is, um, I'm, I'm just ex- extremely thankful that they've all made a commitment asking Christ into their life. And, um, you know, what they do with their career, as long as they're, um, as long as they're, 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 they're maturing in, in that area, listen, they don't have to do it in, in 3.2 years, finishing up at Northwestern. They they can do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, isn't it? I mean, because that's uh-huh. supposed to be another, you know, oh, they did so well versus the kid that did it for six years. All I'm saying is um, I, I just I just believe that we should be in a mature way. And yeah. let's face it, we don't we don't hit that mark always. Well, maybe maybe there's not a child that's a favorite, but maybe there's a child that's slightly easier to talk about. Easier to talk about or easier to live with? Mm, well, that's a good question. Uh, maybe easier to talk about because why well, would if they the, be? If the child is out of the house and doing spectacularly, that's yeah. an easier child to talk about than yeah. the one yeah. who's in rehab for the ninth time. Yeah, but you know what's interesting about that whole thing is is the, is the parent who has the gift of mercy. Mm-hmm. They they don't always focus on the person, the kid that's doing yeah, so that's well. That's a good point. The 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 mother of mercy, <laughs> the father of mercy, they focus on the kid that's in rehab, mm-hmm. and and they always think. He's gonna he's gonna come around. You know, it's all right. There's there's a reason why why he's that way. Yeah. They have a very tender approach. And listen, there is a place for that. Mm-hmm. I, I really do believe. Yeah. I, I hope there's balance between the parents that say, you know what, this kid, we're not gonna keep give, pouring money into. We're gonna say this is enough. You may love him and love him, but we're not gonna pour in money. I like that balance. Marcus, aren't kids like uh, little attorneys? I mean, don't, don't they always like demand fairness and and equality? And do you ever 
Do you ever get rid of that when you become adult siblings? Uh, some someone told me the other day that that's just a Christian virtue. That whole thing about fairness. You know, uh, you have uh, uh, you you pour the pop out. You only get one bottle of pop. This is in the old days. At least <laughs> this is what Michelle always told me. And and you know, between her brothers, the oldest brother gets to pour the pop out. And I and I say, okay, well, let the youngest decide which one he wants. You know, to see which one is more or, or not as much. There's a fairness um, principle there that I. I think there will always be, just like um, um, you know the the um, uh, understanding of from biblical days, many examples. Uh, whether it's Joseph, who the brothers envied, and, and you could get uh, have an understanding of why they envied him. You know, they were sick and tired of him with his dreams, and 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 he got the coat of many colors, right. and you know all that. And so there is a natural fairness understanding of jealousy and you know i want to be but that's that is all within this whole uh, cloak of maturing so we mature from fourth grade to fifth grade academically and we're supposed to do that with our emotions and we're supposed to do that with our spiritual gifts and if our parents are watching it not over doing it with control but giving kids enough you know hey you guys work this out. If you can't stop arguing about this, then you know what? We're not going out to the movies tonight. That's it. You decide. Hey, I kind of like that approach. Mm-hmm. Have the kids have the kids work their own rather than helicopter mom and dad and having to say, "Oh, don't, don't, no, 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 can't do that." No, I think there is a. Uh, I think the 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 immaturity, or even if we call it the sins of the of the flesh, have to be um, delicately. But honestly, um, handled by parents, and some of it has to be let go, and we shouldn't make a big deal on it. And if I don't forget this point, I got to say it right now and pray that the Holy Spirit will allow us as parents to catch our kids at the right moment, to give them a teachable moment. Mm -hmm. And, 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 And God allows us as parents to just at the right moment to walk in. And the kid is doing something he's not supposed to be doing. So did you have a little bit of sibling jealousy or maybe you had some feelings of unfair treatment? Maybe you've even got some resentment. Let us know what the issue is or the concern. We'll walk you through it. You can call and come on the show and speak to us or you can text us your question and I'll ask on your behalf. The number is 877-933-2488. 877-933-2484. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. He's the president of Counseling Care. That website is counselingcare.us. Be right back. to the show. Dr. Marcus Bachman is in the studio. Sure enjoying chatting about sibling rivalry and uh, issues that uh, brothers and sisters have and they are the longest relationship you will have. Uh, that's it, isn't it? It's the longest one. And if you have struggled with uh, sibling rivalry or uh, maybe you have got some uh, fairness issues and you're still struggling with them, guess what? They're probably not going to go away unless you do something about it. 
<laughs> and that's the good news and the bad news, right, Marcus? <laughs> that's absolutely true. Yeah, and, and I guess the question is, do we really want to get on our, really become our mother or father's favorite? Now, that really becomes a question of why, why should we? If If it comes down to values of our parents, that brings you into the whole um, um, closeness mm-hmm. of, of, of they liking you more. Well, that's great if you all have the same values, you know, Christians, uh, faith in Christ, uh, biblical standards, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, in that way, it makes sense that, that, that you would fit in. And if you, you're kind to them and honoring and follow those principles. But what if your parents have um, very different views politically, um, um, uh, doctrinally, and um, so should really should you really fret about? I'm not my parents' favorite. That's all right then. Um, Marcus, let me ask you about uh, sibling fighting. Um, let's say that you were uh, you grew up in a family. There was a fair amount of fighting. Is it wise for parents to allow a little fighting because uh, kids are trying to do and learn conflict resolution, or is all of it bad? Well, let me clarify your question. Do you mean now physical fighting? No. Verbal fighting? fighting. Oh, wait, no. No, no. Let me just ask you another question, Bill. So didn't your sisters ever beat up on you? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) They ever lock you in the closet, you know? No, they didn't lock me in the closet, but they'd be... They uh, pound on you. Oh, a little bit, yeah. My (laughs) sister Ruth is really strong. So was... I was most afraid of her. Did... did, did, Well, how did that turn out for you? Not good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to work with you, Bill, here I understand. I bought a a membership to the gym. I started lifting weights. What's your next question, Marcus? Okay, okay, okay. Well, to answer that question, I think there's truth is some fighting, obviously, there's a natural side to to kids fighting. I, I just don't think we should get all weirded out about, you know, we have to stop it every 15 seconds. And, you know, I'm not saying that physical fighting is a good thing, but we, we also recognize, you know, that kids are going to have some of that. So I just am just saying, let's just cool down a little bit here about not becoming, you know, overly, you know, we can't let kids out in the yard anymore because someone's going to snatch them. I mm-hmm. get that. Now, now we have to make sure that if they're in the house, they, 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 they can't cry once in a while. I just think, no, uh, it's going to happen. They need to work some things out on their own. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I know this is going to sound too, too wild, but you know, for me, sometimes, unless it was blood, um, you know, don't bother me with it all the time. It's just got to be fairly serious. Otherwise, you know, there are crybabies that need to, to grow up. Mm-hmm. I do believe at the end of the day, yeah, you listen to each one of your kids and you tell me, how was your day? And most of that squabbling is not what they talk about. Uh, if it is, it's worth listening to. And I pay attention to that. I do. But I think that it's it's more important for them to know, I'm interested. I'm involved in your life as a parent. Talk to me. Uh, share with me. Uh, open yourself up. And, and and you've got a, a loving, kind, listening papa here to be involved in your life. Mm-hmm. Here's an interesting question, Marcus, from a listener. Uh, just wondering if a parent should tell the siblings, they're now young adults, that one sibling was abused by an uncle when a child, when, this, when, this, when they were a child. The sibling doesn't want anyone to know it happened. Well, that's, oh, that sibling has a right to decide that. No one else does. If I understood the question right... 
it's 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 a sibling that is not wanting to share that yet. Sibling uh, does not want anyone to know that th- it happened. Th- th- then that sibling has that right. Okay. To decide because who else would? I mean, you you know you can uh, the, the other sibling can talk to the to the brother or whatever. Um, and, 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 you know, try to draw it out and try to encourage them and, you know, take, make sure that they, they're showing them um, um, care and concern. But confidentiality and, and the ability to tell your own story about your own abuse is huge. It's just, it's, it's, it's to me foundational. And, and it doesn't matter if that, that person is 60 years old. They don't have to tell that story to anybody. Mm-hmm. They don't want to. That that has to be. Um, Isn't that a secret though that somebody's carrying? And is well, sure, that, is that good for the family system? Well, why are you so awkward around Uncle Leo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of those questions may never be answered. Okay, but but I do think that again, if I have a relationship with my brother who has been abused, uh, I think the kindness and the the safeness of you having that conversation is is a huge deal for that that sibling to open up finally. Okay. I don't think it's going to stay that way. It's really unusual um, for it to stay that way, especially when you've got a caring, loving sibling drawing it out. Mm-hmm. But nobody's place, nobody's place but that person who has been abused. All right. This question um, might require more than one professional hat, but the question is my brother, who's 10 years older than me, would not discuss our mother's will and wanted everything and not divide it as it was written. I stood up to him, and now he won't talk to me. That's been three years. Should I have not fought for the will to be as our mom wrote it? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, she just stood up to him. And, it, you know, you know, just doing the right thing doesn't mean you get the right results. Um, because if, if we're thinking the right results is, you know, our, our um, sibling will figure this out. Oh, I've made a huge mistake. I've I've treated you unfairly. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, it's pretty unlikely because, you know, there there typically is a sin of uh, insecurity and um, control and power, and uh, we we still stand up for that, and that's where the log comes in, and we hire a good attorney, and that attorney needs to fight for us. Uh, we don't need to fight in the case of a will, um, other than what she she did um, by standing up. I applaud her. I just say yes. Do not feel bad that you did that. Sad that that happened and grievous that a sibling would, you know, it's it's amazing what happens to one at the end of um, another person's life. It just boggles my mind, the, the temptation of wanting that which is not yours. Um, I, 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 I worked in a funeral home business for many years and... Um, that was that was often the case. We unraveled people's dark side, um, but we still. I would still always say, stand up for truth. Um, doesn't mean that you're going to get the results necessarily that you should be getting. Mm-hmm. Was one of your mother's marching orders for you siblings to get along? Uh, Did you hear that all the time? No, 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 no. We were. I grew up on a farm, so we had no time for fighting. Okay. <laughs> we, had, we had chores. I yeah. mean, we had chores. Not like you city slickers in right, a diner. Right, you know, right, yeah. we 
Remember we milked before school? Oh, milk my. After so you were school. exhausted. You didn't have, you didn't have energy to <laughs> fight, did no you? Time to, I won't say that we didn't fight sometimes, but that was not the theme of our family. Yeah. So you're, you're sitting at the table. There's one piece of cake left. You as the youngest, did you get it? Of course, Bill. You did. Bill, <laughs> you're, a, you're, you're asking questions of your life, your well, childhood. Well, got, of course. you're. you're I, I come from a family of two babies. So I was the baby in, in my family, and then my mom remarried, and then nine years later, we, I had a little sister. So she became the baby. But for a big chunk of life, big I was chunk, the baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, you know what that's about, sure. So, so who got the last piece of chocolate cake? Um, I probably did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I probably okay. did. See, see, birth order does help here. Yes. Yeah. And being the only boy. Yeah. Um, time for one more quick question. My sister goes through periods of disconnecting from family when she is upset. How do you navigate conflict when she, when she reconnects? Oh, that's a hard one, you know, to, to, in some ways you don't want to pretend that there wasn't this disconnect and and the truth is it's tough to um not want to reconcile also i suppose the easiest answer is you take what you can get um you enjoy what you can have when she's ready to reconcile mm-hmm. but in some ways you insulate yourself during the times where she is uh not such a kind and interesting uh person to be with um we we talk about being guarded guarding can be helpful Overguarding ourselves can be unhealthy. You always open the door. You never lock it. And so we have a nice approach toward still being with that person. Yeah. Dr. Marcus Bachman has been my guest. His website is counselingcare.us. Counselingcare.us. Marcus, thanks for coming in. Really great to be here. Good to be with you. Thanks, Bill. That wraps up our show for tonight. And I hope you have a great night. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting Faith Radio. And know that God loves you. I love you. And when you lay your head on that pillow tonight, know that God's working out his great plan in your life. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.